I'm Serginho Dest, and you're listening to BR Football Ring. Hello, Rank Squad. It is Christmas. So we thought we'd record a little special for you. And in this special, we have brought in a man who you will not have heard of, but you will know very well after we have finished with him. The man in question is David Olaoye, and he is 23 years old from London. But he has had the most eclectic career path I think I've ever seen anyone have. Four different clubs in four years, starting off in Timpakou in Greece, in Heraklion in Crete, Moving then to Slovenia, where he played for NK Bravo, on to Argentina, where El Porvenir made him the first ever professional Englishman to play in that country. And then from there, on to Norway, where he plays for Nybergsund in the third tier. He is quite the character, David. And we had a really good time with him, didn't we, Dean? We did. It was, it was really interesting. Since uh, stumbling across him on the social media, um, we've basically been trying to find the right time to get him in and, and have um, a chat about his weird career. And we, we thought, what better time than give everyone a little gift and just drop this one in the middle of the holidays uh, to give everyone an extra listen. And it was good fun. Look, I like, I like hearing about Pete. We've all got um, quirky little career paths of our own, but most of them don't amount to much outside of the little areas we live in. And um, he's certainly gone above and beyond um, his living in his comfort zone let's put it that way absolutely his man has pushed barriers so without further ado let's get on to our chat with david it's just a journey enjoy (laughs) this is a very special episode david you're from london you've had quite the career in your you know few years and that's me and you about the same age now (laughs) and you have been all over the world traveling around and you know it's it's an incredible career. I mean, I remember when we saw this and we got in touch with you and we looked through your Wikipedia page and it was just like mind blown. It yep. is one of the most incredible things we've read in Asia. So we just want to walk through it, basically. We want to talk to you about your career, about your journey, about where you, you, know, where you started off, where mm-hmm. you got to and, and all the different kind of aspects of where you're at. So I'm going to throw this to Sam. He's going to lead us off on this interview and, and we'll see how we go. Yeah, this is strange. I've never done an interview like this, but I am going to take your Wikipedia page and go step <laughs> by step because it has actually blown, it has blown our minds. And we, we're going to presume that you've had serious experiences here already. You're 23 years of age and you've played in four different countries excluding England so that's pretty Im- impressive your first club in Greece how do you say it? Eyo Tempaiki exactly that one um, right what took you to Greece? Um, I was playing in actually playing with a like a development type of team in the men's league on Saturdays and there was this guy who played for Panathinaikos before his name's Kostas Kiasos okay and he knew the coach that was taking our sessions or taking tr- us to the matches, etc. And then he watched us sev- several times, maybe three, four times, training and games. And after him, he said he would take me to Greece. He was supposed to take me to Greece when I was maybe 17. After um, I had to, my dad wanted me to finish college, so I had to finish college first. Wait a couple of months, then we eventually got around that he took me to Greece, but he took me and my brother to Greece straight away because, like... He said, you know, it's something like with how we play and it's different. So he, he decided to take us. So that's what happened. The first opportunity in Greece and it was crazy experience out there first. So at 
age 18 and obviously the offer comes in at 17 you're swapping London for Greece this is quite the leap like that's kind of scary or it sounds scary to me anyway <laughs> how did you get your head around that? Um, for me it was pretty straightforward because like I wasn't not that I wasn't getting any clear I wasn't getting any clear opportunities here so I was even already thinking abroad this guy was keen on me this guy's well known in Greece and so I trusted him and I was like Greece that like, it wouldn't be bad to start my career off there so um, I thought it would be something different to Why try. do you say you were with the development team? Can you explain to, to people a bit about what that is if they don't understand like how, how the system works? Um, it was like a group of like a lot of group of release players that have played in some Premier League under 16, under 18 that come together like we usually train Monday, Wednesday and Friday down East London and after um, like um, Ashley Young's dad comes like uh, he's a good friend of mine he used to come a lot his son used to come Cal Young also um, and after them, they just come sometimes we play academies that we played I remember Sheffield MK Dons Norwich a couple of that then we play in the men's league on Saturdays so like as we're young boys like to get to that level you have to at least get some physicality see how a bit of the taste of men's football so it's basically a squad where everyone's put together and you can improve because you can take things off the players that I've played because before I didn't play in any academy so I'm this is new me playing with players that have been at Premier League on under young clubs so I was that it was all a, a shock and surprise to me but like with it I, I gradually like got the level if you understand what I mean mm-hmm. yeah so I've I've seen development teams before and at teams I've been at and the players kind of just are thrown into teams, like a non-league teams, especially. Like you might find that, like you get a few players come from like an academy or a development team, and you like get three three great players that come along into a non-league team. It was like, oh, who are these lads? And like they are always so technically gifted. They are always so talented. And you, I remember when I was um, at Leatherhead as a youngster, and I was like, I was like about twenty, and you're in the first team, but then these other kids come along, and you're like why aren't you playing like somewhere way better than here? <laughs> like, you should not be with us right now. They're always so skillful. But I think it, and part of the problem is that there just aren't these pathways into, mm-hmm. into English clubs. And that's why places like that, um, you do end up having to go abroad a lot of the time. But it must be risky. Like, yeah, when someone says you're going to Greece, you're like... Well, it was risky, like, but I was, like, I was with my brother. So first, that's another... Like, I have support and... He has my support, so that's fine. I had the guy who met my parents and everything, so that was okay. And so we went we went ahead with it, and I trusted that this is going to be the start of like hopefully something something good. What happens in that first week then when you get to Greece? Like, what, talk me through that first week, the it culture was, shock. It was blaze. It was too hot. <laughs> it was too hot. I couldn't even. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> what temperatures were we talking? Like forty degrees. We were running in preseason. I remember. Like I, I couldn't even. I was. It was a shock to me, especially in that heat. And like my first season at like a, that type of club, I was just the coach was that like, these Greek coaches are like, really like tough and you know. And when I was like in the preseason, I couldn't bear the heat. I couldn't bear the heat. Like, but the people were really nice. Not much. A lot of people spoke. Some people tried to speak English. Some people didn't. So um, the people was nice. The area was good, and it was too. It was in Crete, Heraklion, if you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah in Crete. 
it's too hot there. But Dino's been on holiday in Crete. Yeah, Dean loves Crete. <laughs> Dean loves all the Greek islands. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was going to say, what was the culture shock like in terms of language, I guess? It would have been a, a big one. You know, obviously coaching and all of those things are, are such crucial parts of your development, especially that young. Um, and suddenly you're, you're working with a coach, you know, from in a, in a different language and the whole session's in a different language. That's... That's got to be tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, some of the basic words I picked up at the time, I don't know any of the words now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my next question. Actually, Greek. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the words, like the basic words I knew before and like, I gradually picked up, like, we had the people that spoke English helping us. The coach did actually speak very good English, but of course he would say it in Greek. But, like, with exercises, the teammates that spoke good English translated to us and, like, we... We managed to get along well and fit in well. What have you taken from that experience in Greece? Um, that sometimes things don't go your way and you have to keep mentally strong and just keep going. Okay, so what happened that didn't um, go your way? Like, there was one, one period that I wasn't playing, I think. I played 14 games and I wasn't playing. And the coach, like, he didn't have a reason why I wasn't playing. Like, there was no valid reason. He just left me on the bench. I enter sometimes... 10 minutes one game I didn't enter I remember and then the last two games and I was like maybe that I need to change or maybe because that we're English so we come and we have to bring something different you yeah. know yeah, yeah. and maybe that's that's what he's expecting that's why he's maybe different with us but that's what I took that experience out of it and I learned that it's too hot there <laughs> okay and it's too hot fine okay so that naturally kind of led you to a different destination than the next stop on your world tour yeah uh, which was Slovenia yeah okay so NK Bravo yeah I absolutely nailed that one yeah That's you, you got perfect. one there. NK Bravo uh, how did it come about yeah. you, my first, you know obviously transfers are something we, we see kind of the ins and outs of between clubs and all those things but you don't necessarily see all the negotiations with mm-hmm. those things that's a that's a big change, you know. Greece, Slovenia, not close to each other. And what kind of brought it about? Where where yeah. did it come from? Um, it was in January around when I was waiting because a new coach did eventually come in at that. Um, at oh, you Greek, got the other one at fired the, at the Greek club. You <laughs> <laughs> well eventually, eventually came in because we went like I think it led to a run of not very good results or not satisfying. So they eventually got rid of him. But I was before he even came in, I was already. I spoke to one eight, one agent who who had connect, he has connection in Croatia and all of this. He and then he said to me that he has this opportunity for me. This club's about to go up, and it would be good for you to step. I was at, I took a bit of time to think, and before the new coach, the coach actually changed. I already decided that I'm going to go there, and after this coach changed, I had to wait until I think it was 27th of January when I flew there. I had to wait until then. For all the confirmation and everything, so, and this coach, this new coach, he actually liked me, but I can't change. I've already made a decision, and yeah. I can't change. So, I've fl- flown there. I played against the first game. It was against a. They were in Europa League before Goritza. Okay. Yeah. So I played my friendly game was against them, and man, like they were gonna sign me, but they wanted to see that. Okay, let's see if he's if he can play well against this mm-hmm. this side, this top side. And I had a good game. That week, I believe it was on a Saturday we played them. On that Monday or Tuesday, I signed, and then after, unfortunately, picked up a picked up a ankle injury, which was led me up for four months. What? How quickly after you signed was that? Um, it was about two, three weeks probably. Oh man! And while we were in the pre-season period in Slovenia, because the season resumes in 
I think end of February or beginning of March. Yeah, it's too cold in the winter. Yeah, you can't, can't, can't be doing things in the in the, in the Balkans in, it, in the winter. It was, it was it too cold. Happen. I remember it goes from too hot to too cold. Yeah, that that was that was a big change for me, and like I like I had to adapt to it, and I had like people there who were like helping me adapt to it. So the training was amazing there. That was one thing. But um, why was it so good? Like the tempo, the coaches, the players, because some a lot of these players played in under 20 Slovenia before one played even in under 23 or under 20 World Cup with Nigeria and like they had quality you could see that okay. this place has quality like I would develop her and if I play her then surely I'll move up they were in the Premier League at that point it's very new Premier League on the, on, the, on the way up they are a very new club aren't they yeah they are a very new club very um, good to have a good management good players good facilities um, yeah and now they're in top league that but things that it didn't go my way because of injury and everything, so I just had to take a take a next step. How yeah. um, how long were you actually in Slovenia for? So I was there for maybe you could say two months. It was two months, and they let me once they found out that I had um, I had torn torn ligaments on both sides of my ankles. And after they found out, then I was out for four months or so. They said if I want to continue doing my recovery there or in England, and I chose in England. So yeah, and after they ended up winning the league. And then I didn't speak to the guy about ren- renovating anything. Okay, right. So this then leads us basically to what is surely the most left field career move in history: <laughs> Slovenia to Argentina, <laughs> that well trodden path. Yeah, I, I mean it could be it could be a genuine first. Like, yeah. I think. I mean, obviously there are firsts about to come, and we'll, you know we'll talk about those. But I'd, I wonder if anyone has ever made that that exact flip <laughs> on one flip before, because that is it's quite some change. That it was a crazy change when I was telling my friends and my family about it. Like, they, my mum was that. Like, Argentina. She must have thought that I was. I woke up like I don't know. Like I was drinking or something. I was drunk or something <laughs> for me to be telling her that. But um, my friends like they couldn't believe it. I didn't tell exactly all my friends that I was gonna go there until I like I actually put pen to paper. So I kept most things quiet. And when I went there, I spoke to my brother. After I was like, maybe there could be something different. That like, no one's done this before, so that could be something different, maybe. I read that you were the first Englishman to play professionally in Argentina. Is, yeah. that, is that true? Yeah, that's true. All right, so we made some history. <laughs> that is, uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> having, the history, having the history maker in your bio is, is literally something that you want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this is El Porvenir. Yeah. Nailed it again. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Um, what, what was this experience like then? Because we all hear about the Argentinian crowds and the passion and the style of football and the intensity. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, it was like my first, my first month, my first month that I spent in Argentina was in a club called Lanús in the top division. Oh yeah, yeah. I was at the reserve side and they kept me there. They're supposed to keep me there for four days. They kept me there for a month. Like I was doing well there. And then after the president said that they can't sign me, that I don't have the level yet to play in that top league because I, I just come from Slovenia to Argentina. I have no experience of the Argentine football. So he sent me, well, he spoke to a guy who brought me there to a club in the lower league. Yeah. And after um, we played the top league reserve side, I scored. And I had one training session and they wanted to sign me straight. They offered me a three-year um, but that was a um, was a crazy experience. Like it was mad that like, the training there was crazy. Like you can see the passion and the like the skills and the discipline they have there. Like because like is there some of them have the opportunity that I do. Like I'm from Europe, 
they want they instead of me going to that they want to come to you yeah you know they do I mean? yeah <laughs> and after um, but they treated me well i speak their language as well i adapted quick very fast there and like their trainings was it was probably the best type of training i've ever had in my life and like what i learned there like i had hard experiences there like not playing much get my paper sorted and everything but like it was that could clearly say it was the best best experience of my, my so career so t- far take us through like a, a match day in Argentina from, from your experience okay, um, for example like everyone gathers up like everyone gathers up in the changing room for home game example then after um, all when we when we go out to warm up and all the fans are there home f- and all the ultras crazy they're really mental <laughs> and after um, like the, the atmosphere is really heated and like, upbeat like always in the changing room I remember they always give like a type of speech like sing a type of song before they go out to keep that like adrenaline going like to keep that positive like vibes in the changing room and everything they sing Uh, a song together yeah it's uh, (laughs) like an anthem yeah yeah like um, like let me try to translate it from Spanish to English they say like it's this afternoon that we have to win that we have to put everything in to get this result and they say we have to win, we have to win, and, but it's in Spanish. But I'm just like, it always, it always <laughs> sounds more grand. Yeah, than Spanish, <laughs> yeah. more passionate. Um, but did you enjoy doing that? Was it? Was it a fun? Yeah, I enjoyed doing that. And like, um, remember singing it? Everyone's jumping and chucking stuff and going crazy. Then before we go out, <laughs> there's loads of adrenaline. Ready yeah, for it. it was. It was. It was. And crazy. that's before the game. What happens when you win? When you win, everyone just starts. Going, the change was a mess. Yeah, that's the point. Did you uh, did you assimilate into the red wine and steak culture quite nicely? I can't imagine that was too difficult. Hey, it was it was the stuff that was going on there was crazy. Now even when we did lose as well, stuff didn't go away. Stuff was crazy. I remember one game it was away at a club called Italiano and um the fan came in and one fan of the fans like the ultras they came in and punched the player what because they said he wasn't playing well and everything oh, who let him in the pun- <laughs> the pun- he just came in because he he's usually cool with the players this guy right like he he welcomed me very well when I came in okay don't get me wrong but when he came in the in the in the bus he punched the player and that, that was the end of the end of the ultras none of them were allowed to go in nothing talk about ruining a really good relationship yeah, exactly. yeah, nine really. times out of ten he'll just give you a pat on the back there is a small chance he will punch you though <laughs> hang on though did he play really bad Was he, did he deserve the punch because for some of them like football is their religion and like that's that's what they go to when people go to church on Sundays they go to stadiums on Sundays that's, yeah. like, that's how they are and you know like they're really passionate about it like they give they'll they'll skip their work to come to the stadium they'll do everything like I'm sure when they were young they used to sacrifice a lot of stuff in, if they used to play football but like it, the passion over there in South America in Argentina what I've experienced that is it's, it's something different to you so you mentioned earlier about like, obviously the, lots of the South American players are actually they want to go to Europe and you're almost doing like the reverse career mm-hmm. trip were they all asking you like what's it like in England what's it like in London what's it like they're in saying, Europe why do you come to play here blah 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 I said for me it's something new like mm. for, me, for you it's not new because you've been playing here all your life After all, some of them always wanted to come here but they've never got an opportunity so one actually won the um, was it Copa Sud America with Independiente? Mm. When I used to play for Benfica, he played against Ronaldinho. He was my left back. He was amazing. What was his name? 
Jose Sheffa. Yeah. Yeah, he he played Ronald, he played against Ronaldinho, Suarez, Hulk, everything. So he helped me. He was one of my good friends there. Like we still keep in contact. So um I like, I took a lot of ex- experience from the people that have played in the top league there. This was the only one that played in Europe that was in my team. But there was a lot of them technically amazing, good on the feet, tactically sound mm. and everything like they helped me a lot. They settled there and developed it, so it was a it was really good for me. What what other interesting names did you come across, if any at all, while you're playing playing for or against like Jose Schaffer? Ah, also um, Lautaro Martinez, but oh. he didn't play because we had a we had a game against Racing. Yeah, we had a game against Racing in January. No, was it January? January 2018, um, pre-season game. Yeah, and Lautaro Martinez was there. Lisandro Lopez was there. But they didn't play because the day before they had a game, and I think it was a, the game. The game he scored a hat trick. Um, he scored a hat trick against. I don't know if it was San Paulo or something. Good and scheduling that from yeah. the <laughs> two consecutive and days. And after, um, um, I don't know if you heard of a guy called Ricardo Centurion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I have a picture of him, but he was, he was <laughs> one of the guys that I always looked. Like he, he's like he's like the Argentine Neymar. <laughs> Did you tell him that Centurion means something different in England? No. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't actually talked about what kind of player you are, by the way. What um, what were Argentina getting for their money when they were uh, employing you? Were you a goal scorer or what? Um, well, when I when I used to play, like every friend we played in preseason, I scored nearly maybe four out of six times. I was scoring every single time for them. Were you playing up front? Um, no, left uh, as a winger. Left wing. Yeah, but they like, like it's different because in there they were they were letting me go there, like stay, like I don't have to drop back, track back. But in Norway, they were making me run back like I'm a right wing back or something, like a left wing back. Like. All right, well that brings it, us on to was, your your final stop, which yeah. is your current stop um, in Norway. Very different. Well, obviously, mate. Argentina's in Norway. You've just done the other thing back again. You know? <laughs> I can like quite comfortably say I wasn't sure that anyone had ever gone from Slovenia to Argentina. Maybe, but I know for a fact that no one has ever <laughs> gone to Slovenia to Argentina and back to Norway. That is not a path that has ever been trodden before. You are you are blazing your own trail here, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that was different because as. Like as I was coming to the end in Argentina, I, I wasn't playing, so I was like really like not mentally drained. Like you still have to stay strong at the same time, but I was like frustrated. I spoke to a club like I'm not playing. My papers were taking too long to be sorted. I had to get even a, one credential to play my to debut. I think it, it was the 23rd of November when I debuted in 2017. Uh, after that was that was a really good that was a really good experience. And after when all of that added up together and after I left the club, I was I still speak to the president and everything to this day. Like I have a really good relationship with them. And after um, I went to another club, in fact, in a league above, called Uwai Kiza. Hang on, that's not on your Wikipedia page. Is that there? No. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, we've got. Okay, let's take a let's take a break. Stop. We're not in Norway yet. <laughs> Rewind the tape a little bit. We're sticking in Argentina. Right. Okay. Fair I enough. went to I went to, to have a trial there. Okay. And after um, I was going on really well, we had a game. It was in preseason July, and we had a game. We were having a game against Independiente. Um, the day before the game, we were playing a swap possession game. I've chested the ball, and one guy has come with his studs like straight in my rib ribcage. Oh. And then after um, that ruined 
everything. Every, everything. <laughs> oh. What happened? What, what happened? What was the injury? I had um, it was a, it was bruised bruised ribs. I couldn't even move my ribs. Mm. I, had, I still have the marks now. Oh, <laughs> stud like, marks on your ribs. Yeah. <laughs> Get a tattoo of it. I Amazing. Even, <laughs> you know, our graphic designer did that to me once in five aside, and I can confirm it is very painful. <laughs> yeah. He's also from South America. To be fair, maybe it's a yes. He's Brazilian. I wonder if a... So, <laughs> fine. But into Norway. Into Norway now. And um, you keep changing uh, temperatures. You, you keep too going cold. up and down, up and down. Is it like you're just like trying to regulate? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, oh, it's been too hot for like at least at least a month now. I'm going to move somewhere where it's absolutely bolted. Yeah. <laughs> um, then Norway um, it came about. Um, I was speaking to uh, a guy who I know there, who knows an agent who linked me up with him. I went. Um, I went to. She said this club needs a player. My position, so he sent me to a club. I had. I didn't even have. I had one training session, then the game was straight after. They even wanted me to fly on and to play a trial game on the same day, which was impossible. So I delayed What's it for... the scheduling? <laughs> uh, okay. and after was... Why can no one do anything in like a sensible amount of time? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're being sent all over the gap. It's too wild. <laughs> I can't do that. But um, when I had a training, good training session I had, game, I was confident that I would sign here. I was confident that the, the, the level in Argentina is higher than where I played now even though it's the same step but it's yeah. higher yep. you know what I mean the quality yeah, yeah. but so I knew I was confident in my ability and after um, played after I signed it was good there but it was too cold I remember <laughs> pre-season like, pre-season it was too, sometimes I just wanted to go 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 home go to my bed man I didn't want to play <laughs> it was un- unbearable, unbearable you chose to go there <laughs> like, I thought uh, did you google you need to get a weather you need a weather app on your phone <laughs> <laughs> the thing is my, my younger brother played there my younger brother he played there while I was in Argentina so but he's up the north side okay so it's extremely cold up the north side but I'm just looking at the temperature <laughs> now like Minus thirteen. Minus thirteen. Minus thirteen. Yeah, not for me, in N- right yeah, now. Thank God I'm not there now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the record, we have not travelled out to Norway. Yeah, this, yeah, is, this is dumb life from London. Fortunately, David has joined us in the London studio. Minus thirteen. The reason why I chose Norway in the first place was because coming to a season halfway in Europe was re- was really like difficult. It would be difficult and like for me to fit into someone's plan straight away to yep. play, I need to be realistic and more logic. So I thought that Scandinavia it goes from that the preseason starts in January, but the season starts in end of end of March, beginning of April, sometimes mid April. So I had I was thinking I had to have a bit of time like to get something going. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose it to go there, and like the season worked out well because like it's from April and it finishes in November late. Late October, early November, or some some leagues are different, mm-hmm. but it worked out well for me. Although like the temperatures were bad, I just had to like be like to myself like this is at least this season I will get games, I will play, and at least I will be developing in some some area yeah. of my of my career. Okay, so what have you taken from this experience? Because you've been now basically in Norway for one year, all of this year more or less, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. What have you taken from it? What's it been like? Um, one thing that. Um, pl- I know how to play as a right wing back now. <laughs> <laughs> not my choice. Bloody, blood not and thunder. Ch- not my, not my, not my choice at all. Stamina levels up. Stamina levels up. I was even doing more work than that right back sometimes. Man. <laughs> I hope he has this. <laughs> um, I was doing and like, but like I learned that 
these lot in Norway that I think it's a Norwegian thing I don't know but they love a lot of running and I did take on that some I remember the first part of the season we were going on a really bad run that and then that drained all of us mentally for sure like even one guy like finished his contract I don't think he even plays anymore because of that how mentally draining it was what one run one it was a half season isn't it half season from April to June but then we had mid-season break and because of that it was about 14 games and we lost like sometimes we used to go like five hours journey away yeah sometimes we used to lose we used to do that travel back and then it, was, it was really mentally draining but yeah. some people are mentally weaker than others mm. and then some people one I remember he was a left back he finished he didn't play football he didn't play football anymore <laughs> Well, that was it. That was enough for him. Yeah, that, that was enough for him. To be, be fair, fair that'd be enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be involved anymore. Either. And yeah, and from that, like, but we, f- we ended up finishing fifth. We were in the relegation battle the first half of the season, but we ended up finishing fifth, which was like an achievement for us. Mm-hmm. Not a big achievement because we're, this club was a league above the lot the season before I came. Okay. So the expectations were like to go up. We had a player that he played. He even played in England. He played in Sunderland. His name is Jean. Jean Mavoto. He played in Championship. Jean Mavoto? Yeah, that rings a bell. That does ring a bell. Yeah, yeah. Is he about 30, 31 yeah, or so? Yeah, he is. He played with me at the... Okay. Very good player. Amazing. Yeah, well, yeah. Premier League level, I guess, so... <laughs> Amazing. Ch- championship. Sunderland. Yeah. Sunderland, Barnsley. He was even at PSG, the youth, the youth stuff. Okay. Uh, he was very... He was a mate. He was a very good player. So, so what, he, what was the split um, in, the, in, this cl- in this club between, like, Nor- Norwegians and... and Genuine journeyman like yourself and, and and Mavoto as well, I guess. Like, what was yeah, the split? Um, like, it took a lot. It took a lot of time for us to bond with each other, like to bond and to get on the same wavelength. Like, because some a lot of these other clubs in Norway, especially like we have some second teams of Rosenberg in our team and second teams of um, Kongsvinger and etc. So they're very structured. So when we go over there we know we're in for something you know so we have to be really prepared and mm. everything it took a while for us to be to be like bonding with each other and everything but when that came in the second half of the season we got much better results um, I think the, for me the first half of the season went better than the second half second half I picked up more injuries um, didn't play as much games didn't start, much, didn't start as much games um, got colder <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a common common complaint hibernated <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> this is the John Michael Seri thing they were like oh it doesn't play when it's cold sorry like, well, we I don't blame anyone that doesn't play when it's cold <laughs> not in these conditions but, um, what's yeah. the um, Norwegian third division like by the way what, what standard um, would you compare it to if I, were, what, if I was to compare it to somewhere in England or well yeah somewhere just people might have recognised whether yeah I don't know maybe conference Conference. Yeah. I think the technical level is better than how I don't know. Sorry, conference players, but I don't <laughs> want. I don't want to say you're bad technically, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we have a we hardly do gym work. Like main main work is ball, tactic, technical stuff. Mm. Like a lot of these small sided games and like the level is good. There's some. I think it's somewhere for like to gradually make your way to the top. Yeah. Like some people just want to go from. Um, from Z to A, but you can't do that. Yeah, and so I think this this is a way to gradually to to make your way and to grow as a player and to learn, get different experiences. Like I know, it's I'm not um I don't like the code, but sometimes like for my career and 
you have to put in the hard work to like eventually get the results that you want mm-hmm. yeah like what do you think would have happened if you hadn't have gone on this journey like if you'd have just stayed in the English system and just I mean I'm sure you've seen teammates from back then and what they're doing since like yeah a lot of them like that development squad I was talking about called Elite Pro Sports a lot of that um, a lot of people came from the, the release academies a lot Maybe once my friend he plays for QPR now, he was one called Bright. The other guy, pff, none of them play anymore. And they came up through Premier League academies, yeah. and they've just gone now. They're going the clubs. One was going Manu. He one has probably been to all clubs in London. I don't know, and he I don't know where he is now. None of them play. One plays in Maidstone now, and I can't. Pff, the so rest you must of be pretty them. proud of the decision that you made because yeah. you've had a life journey as well as a football journey already. Yeah, definitely because. I don't want to say that some of my friends that I've spoke to that are very close-minded about going abroad. Like they won't, they would just want to stay in England. There, yeah, I got my family, friends. Let me just stay there. They're like comfortable. But like for me, to if if I want to have progress in my career, I don't think it's always the step to stay in England because sometimes people, sometimes you can find a a a conference player that has the quality to play in these top leagues in England, but he. W- a scout won't you won't see him you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah but abroad you can they don't know you go there they'll see you're different you can gradually move up the steps and if you're doing well they see this boy's English or something of England you never know I know it's rare a lot of players some players from Norway come to England like to maybe Championship League 1 or Prem if they're so if they're good enough but that is more more chance for you to be in the shop window for bigger clubs in Europe Mm-hmm. Or bigger countries in Europe, maybe exactly not England. And then after, eventually, when you make your name in the more main countries in Europe, you can always come back to England. But I think just people need to be more open-minded about about the, the decisions. That's why I think some of the players that I played with, and I was looking out to them like, oh shit, like then they're they're playing in Premier League clubs, and I haven't been to one Premier League club or anything. But if I look at over the years now, like, I've actually progressed and all of them put together. So. Except the one from Keep It which is my friend. Shout out to you, shout <laughs> yeah. right? Um, yeah, that's 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 all. Um, that's it. So but. it's kind of been a more or less. It's a give or take a month or so. You basically got four clubs in four years here. Are we going to see season two at the same club, or is there a fifth um. country? Are you going to try maybe Malaysia, <laughs> the Solomon <laughs> Islands? I think are looking for players. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to go to like uh, I was talking to my brother even the other day that I was saying that I'm trying to stick in Scandinavia even if I don't know if I stay at this club I don't want to say if I stay in the club or not I don't know yet um, maybe I'll go one step up another country like in Scandinavia like Sweden or Norway between them countries like just stay and keep developing my career not because I had my this next season has to be bigger than my last it has to be like uh, and I know what I need to. I know what I need to improve, and who I'm working with for me for me to achieve that, and the recovery I need to do, and everything. So mm-hmm. I know I'm going to get there eventually. Whether it's going to be in five years that I'm going to play in a top top country, top league, will, I, I will get there. I know I will. But okay. yeah, I'll see. Well. Let's best of luck I yeah, think yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's take a more like overarching look at everything. Um, You've been, in, you've been, you've kind of parachuted yourself into several different cultures here, and several different languages. How much Greek, Slovenian, and Norwegian did you pick up language-wise? 
Slovenian zero. Right. Norwegian, I only know how to swear in there. That's the main stuff. Greek, I know how to swear in there. And, um, yeah, you have to yeah, you have to shout man on in Norwegian? I have no idea. Just <laughs> <laughs> need to shout man on track in now. <laughs> but um, the only the main one that I was only interested in that like, really was when I when I went to Argentina, which I speak up the language, of course. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. What uh, can you give us the maybe the three best players that you've played with or, or played against? Oh, played against. There was one guy in racing called. Is his name Solario? Small like this. He used to play for River Plate. He's different, different class. Mm-hmm. Another guy, um, Shafa. He was good. He was an amazing left back, Jose Shafa. Mm. And I can possibly say John, John Movoto. Movoto. Yeah, he was. He was amazing. He's good, man. <laughs> I was looking at his career. His career is mad. Yeah. Like, absolutely mad. I love it. Madder than David? Uh, not years <laughs> in a moment, but you're well on your way yeah, to making like, a day. He's way older, so he's got plenty of years. <laughs> got to catch up, mate. What, um, are there any other crazy stories that you can relay from these different cultures? I guess in line with an ultra walking into a dressing room or a bus and punching a fan. I remember one in Greece. Um, it was... We were 2 we nil up, then we started losing 3-2, and it was like last 30 seconds. Frigate comes in the box, and like it's, the ball's in the six-yard box. I hit it, and I make it 3-3, three, three and I go celebrate. It's a away game. I go celebrating to the away fans, and they're swearing at me. They're saying stuff in that racist stuff, but that mad stuff. And my friend, I said to my friend, like, what did I say? He said, nah, like, he don't want to say it because it's ugly, innit? I said, but I don't care. Like, I was celebrating. I, I made it 3-3, three, three, innit? So that was one crazy moment. That was that was a really mad moment, man. I mean, everyone, everyone's <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's a, a last, that's a last minute equaliser, 3-3. Three, three. I mean... Limbs, bodies. Which, which, <laughs> which, which person that likes football hasn't dreamt of that? Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's... Um, yeah, that's... I suppose it's a yeah, really it was, strange mix of emotions. It was, it was yeah. That doesn't... Um, that doesn't quite trump a fan punching a, nah, a, a that, footballer though. That, to be that. fair, I think you led with your best one and we're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to track backwards. Yeah, but that, yeah, that, that, was, that was amazing. That was crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, David, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute Very pleasure much to have you on ranks. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, uh, if, you do, if you do end up with a, another club in 2020, then uh, we'll make sure we check in. We'll on have you. an update. We'll, we'll get, we'll yeah, get yeah, you a, I, I'll let you know. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get, you a, get a WhatsApp voice note from <laughs> exactly. you telling you where you've moved to and how you don't like the temperature. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a tweet we'll so keep the listeners there. informed. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to tweet off, uh, probably off Jack's account and where uh, you can follow Dave for the rest of his career. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and just be aware that you know seven years time you could easily be writing a book out of this you've probably already got the first 400 pages yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm a really I'll good writer write yeah. 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 We're, we're all really good writers and we'll do it for you just a bit of commission yeah. no problem <laughs> 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 <laughs>